Welcome back to Eye on Health on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Arab Health, united by business, forging ahead. We're here. It is Eye on Health brought to you by Arab Health on Dubai Eye 103.8. I'm Helen Farmer and joining us on Microsoft Teams is Dr. Giovanni Brambila. He is the clinical lead for MediClinic City Hospital. And that was during the COVID spike, of course, during earlier this year. He's the current title Head of Internal and Acute Medicine Division at MediClinic as well. Dr Giovanni, thank you so much for being with us, taking time out of your no doubt very busy day. Although I gather for many doctors, especially those with specialties such as yours, the last 18 months have been very busy indeed. (laughs) Could you have ever predicted the last couple of years? Yeah, so thank you very much for, for having me. Uh, yes, it's been busy, and uh, I suspect it's going to be busy. But that—that's fair enough. That's—that's that's what we do. So no. happy to be. I was hoping you were going to say yes. It's been busy, but don't worry. Good times are coming around the corner. But then, oh, we... definitely, definitely, it's going to be a good time. You think so? Think... Still, it's going to be busy for us. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and you know, it—it it sounds like a terrible thing to say, but I'm, I know for an awful lot of doctors, um, this has actually been quite an exciting time when we look at the way that certain countries have been able to respond. Uh, the technologies, really, the pandemic has been a catalyst for for so many medicines, and also in terms of public opinion when it comes to things like vaccines nations and testing. Um, you arrived in the UAE actually not that long ago. Can you tell us about your decision to move here and, and your experiences uh, since arriving? Yes, indeed. So I came uh, I came in September last year. So I've been here just longer than one year, relatively a newbie. And I came just in between what we call the uh, COVID waves. The, the, before the, the first one, I was in the UK and uh, in London, and they've been hit uh, particularly bad. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody knows. Um, well, you mentioned it's been exciting times. It has been very intense for everyone, and uh, and I can see what you mean from a scientific point of view. This is something unprecedented, and obviously that means very interesting as well from a professional point of view. Um, so it has been intense, intense for everyone, not just for doctors or nurses. And uh, I think having had the chance, uh, unfortunately, to uh, to experience COVID in, in the UK, the COVID pandemic, and in here you can appreciate some differences as well in systems and so on. So that was quite interesting, actually, to see and to and to see. I'm sure, and I, I'm sure when you were in the UK in, in the, the height of COVID and at the height of what sounds like chaos, to then come to the UAE where we put incredible measures in place very quickly. And I, I think... When we talk about lockdowns, lockdowns work when you use that time wisely. And I think the UA did incredibly well with that. You know, we had a relatively, um, in fact, incredibly short actual lockdown period. And during that time, we were given smart permits. A vaccination program was rolled out. Um, Clear guidelines were put in place to what has to be said is a, a very well behaved and pretty compliant society. Lockdowns don't work when nothing happens during that time. And, you know, a government and a healthcare system doesn't actually take advantage of that downtime to make some significant changes. What what main differences have you noticed between the way the UAE has performed and responded compared to other parts of the world? Helen, I think I can only resonate with what you just said. So obviously there was a lot of uh, uh, energy and effort and money resources put into fighting COVID in, in the UK. And eventually, I think eventually they, they, they got it better and, and, and right, if you think of how, how effective that vaccination, vaccinating the population and so on. Moving here, what I was surprised was to see how 
how proactive the system was. Um, as you said, you can just wait for the next the next wave to come. But what really, really surprised me in a positive way is how proportionate the response is. So the lockdown, I I would say, luckily, I didn't enjoy the first lockdown here. I've heard this was very strict, but that was what is needed. Mm-hmm. But we've seen in other countries, you know, you have a lockdown, severe strict lockdown, then nothing happens, everyone is free to do whatever they want, and then back again. This is not really consistent. doesn't That's help right. anyone. doesn't help business, family. doesn't help anyone. Here is still my impression there is more proactive and proportionate, as I said. For example, now, we, I'm sure we speak about that in a moment, but now the numbers are a little bit uh, going up. You don't see panic. You don't feel panic. And not, no one is talking about closing down everything. That's not the case at the moment. So there is a proportionate response that, for example, um, I'm not sure if you've been to Expo. I've been four times and I loved it. And I'm going to get back again. When you go to Expo, you see everyone is screened, everyone is checked. So that makes it a safe environment. Mm-hmm. I've read on the newspaper a couple of days ago that now with the, with the numbers going up, they are planning of for very few uh, events uh, expected to be quite crowded, I, they're putting them on hold. That's a good thing. That's Absolutely. the right thing to do at the moment. It's better than closing down everything. So you don't you don't have the same feeling in other countries. Mm-hmm. And and I really think if I if I had to choose, uh, and I did actually, to be somewhere during this pandemic, I think uh, this is this is the best place to be. The UAE and, and Dubai in particular. I couldn't agree more. Reasons. I've got friends traveling over the holidays and I'm just looking at them going what are you thinking the sun is shining here as you say there are proportionate um, tweaks and adjustments to certain things according to numbers and as you say there's no getting away from this you know numbers um, have risen over the last week and Omicron being of course pointed out because of that we've just been talking about some of the signs and symptoms and anecdotally friends who are currently uh, suffering from COVID aren't actually suffering that much, largely in part to the fact they're double vaccinated. What are you hearing um, or seeing a clinic or hearing from colleagues regarding um, how people are responding to this new variant? So this, uh, first of all, this new variant, the Omicron variant, has been uh, recognised just a few weeks ago in November. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest with you, which day. And uh, so there's still quite a few things that we need to know about it. Uh, what we know is that certainly spreads a bit more easily, but the clinical impact, the feeling on the on the floor, on the front line, is that the clinical impact is not as bad and as severe as it was uh, during the previous spikes, definitely. And, and even uh, worldwide, if you look at data like the uh, number of admission in ICU, intensive care unit, where the sickest patient end up, uh, those numbers are worldwide going up a little bit, but not to the, to the levels that we saw. And this is when things can get critical. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah, there's certainly it's a, it's a it's a serious condition. It's a serious variant. We have to the WHO calls it a variant of concern. So of course we have to monitor it. We have to respond. We have to keep doing what we have been doing. Don't forget that things like the mask and washing washing our hands uh, as well and as uh, often as possible. This really is one of the most powerful um, weapon we have against the virus. So I really hope that we keep sticking to that. But also the vaccination has has really the vaccination is the the game changer i think that in terms of what has changed maybe in terms of single drugs medication not much or not much yet there's a lot of research going on but the 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 big change is now the population is 
vaccinated, so the immunity of the population is much, much higher. Mm -hmm. In the UAE, I think that's the data from last week, I think the vaccination, fully vaccinated people are more than 91%, and probably that's, it's, it's even more than that. that. That's impressive. If you think that, again, other countries like the UK or Italy, where I'm from, and Italy has been hit quite badly, so they've been pushing a lot to try to get out of that situation. Vaccination is is uh, around, in Italy, I think, 75% and 71% in the UK. So having numbers like 91%, again, says that the UA have been proactively yeah. fighting fighting this pandemic. Really well equipped, and I know friends in the UK, upon uh, the latest encouragement to get a booster really wanted to but were then having to queue for hours and hours especially in busy parts of uh, of the UK where demand is high whereas you know we get our notification from DHA and uh, it's a pretty straightforward process to to get that booster and get that top up so we really do urge those of you who are eligible um, if you are falling into that six month mark go out get it on your to-do list um what we would say about Omicron, is, as we discussed earlier with Dr. Nasser, is they're still quite early on in its journey as a variant. We don't know if the severity is going to be changing. We don't know if hospitalisation rates could increase. So this is just because people you know might not be suffering too badly. This is not an encouragement to be complacent. Uh, we need to go, as you say, Dr. Rani, back to those basics that we, we've been practising and put in place by the UA government of the social distancing, mask wearing, hand washing and just generally being sensible. Um, But if someone is asymptomatic, I think it's also worth reminding you still need to quarantine because this is uh, this is something that has been happening other parts of the world saying, well, I feel fine. So out into the world I go, which, um, well, maybe you can tell us the kind of damage it can do in a highly transmissible variant like Omicron. Yeah, we do have to to keep being vigilant. And let's say you are a young, healthy person, and the majority, thank God, the majority of people, they do not suffer severe illness from COVID, even if they get infected. But there's a couple of considerations I'd like to make here. The first one is, for yourself, you're feeling asymptomatic. You still want to stay at home, making sure that you look after yourself, take a good rest if there is anything that might get a bit worse, feel a bit more tired, a bit more breathless. You want to make sure that you detect that straight away. So staying at home is important for yourself as well. You drink plenty of fluids, you rest, and that is very, very important to make sure that things are not getting worse. Sometimes with COVID infection, the first few days we can be asymptomatic and then there can be a dip a little bit in terms of health. So it's really important for the individual as well to stay at home and obviously for the community. So as you said, what happens now if you if you result positive, maybe because of a random test or because you're traveling or whatever, in Dubai, you have, it's compulsory, you have to isolate it home, it's not your choice. And that is because if you're in this good position now, lots of people vaccinated, not too many cases, we can still pretty much going on and about with our normal life, which is a great gift, I think, uh, given, given, the, given the circumstances. We have to protect it. You have to stay home, you have to isolate for 10 days. Obviously, if there is any uh, symptoms, you can get in touch with DHA. Uh, to see what they have to advise, but really you have to do so. If after 10 days from the PCR when you that resulted positive, you are asymptomatic, you continue to do well, that's fair enough. You're done and you're sorted, you can go back to your life, always remembering washing hands and the mask. Can I ask you, uh, Dr Giovanni, have you had COVID yourself or have you been affected by it personally in any way? Well, it, unfortunately, in many different ways. So yes, I had it myself and, 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 and that was... Uh, 
at the beginning in London. And uh, thank God it wasn't too bad. It was relatively mild, lots of body heat, a little bit of shortness of breath that was, you know, that kind of, am I imagining it or am I actually breathless? So not much. I consider myself being lucky. Um, obviously, at work has been very intense, very rewarding, very, very intense. To, you see, uh, you cheer when, when, when people do better, and in some cases they don't. And that, that obviously, uh, despite being part of the, of the profession, I think in this uh, COVID pandemic, it's been a bit stronger the effect on, on emotionally. I'm sure. And, and obviously, some, some relatives as well, they've been, they've been infected, not always with good, uh, good outcomes. So, that's to say that. It is a serious condition. So all the things that we're doing, we have to keep doing it because uh, I think the motto is, I might have heard on radio or read somewhere, um, together we recover, something like that. Or, and it really is a, 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 an effort of the whole community if we want to move on. Absolutely right. There needs to be that collective approach, that, uh, that social contract, I guess, in some ways to, to be vaccinated, to behave in certain ways. Um, we are, of course, still dealing with this. This is—it's not going to be a case of, you know, there's a there's a lifespan on it. It, it. The very nature of a virus means we can expect future mutations, future variants. Do you have any predictions for the year ahead, Dr. Giovanni? I wish I did, <laughs> and, and uh, this is more a job for epidemiologists or virologists, a question. But the impression is that COVID is not going to get away next month or at, at any certain point. It's most likely going to become endemic, which means it's going to stay with us mm-hmm. um, in a way that we can get on with our life, not as uh, severe as it was. Uh, let's think about something maybe I can't predict, but likely being similar to the flu, the seasonal flu. So something that is going to be there. And, and, and I think that when we get to the point, we will be really, really well equipped to know when to and how to treat it, how to escalate and when is the time to do things differently. Um, so, yeah, I think this is what it's going to be. And I think at a time where people, I mean, I've just seen this morning several friends cancelling trips, you know, heartbroken they can't get to family members. Any message for helping people stay positive as we move into 2022? Well, I think you really have to because uh, because that's the right attitude, but also because numbers, the evidence supports that. Things are, despite Omicron at the moment, obviously this is a bit of a hiccup, but overall things are under better control. And we said in the UAE, you have very, the vaccination rate is very, very high. And, and I, I think worldwide is around 50%, but things are improving a lot. I was listening to Dr. Moeti. She's the WHO um, regional director for, for Africa. And she was saying that, that, obviously she was talking about the challenges of um, vaccinating such population, uh, but the force have been made. So we are going to get there. And also she mentioned, obviously, the, the help from different government and private institutions. And once again, the UAE, they haven't been shy in helping other countries. So I think there are very good reasons to be positive. Um, hoping that maybe next next, uh, next uh, Christmas we can travel much more easily. But again, if you think what, where we were last year compared to now, we are sitting in a much, much more comfortable position. So I really think there are good, uh, good reasons to be positive. I think that's the perfect note to end it on. I'm going to let you get back to your busy day, Dr. Giovanni. Thank you so, so much for your time today. As I said, clinical well, lead at MediClinic City Hospital, Dr. Giovanni Brambilla, wishing you very happy holidays. Uh, stay positive. 
test negative and uh, have a great time with the family and uh, we'll, we'll speak soon, I hope. Thank you again. Thank you. Join us again for a brand new Eye on Health in association with Arab Health here on Dubai Eye. Next Friday at 10am, we're talking about the use of AI and robotics in healthcare. Are you ready for the future? Eye on Health on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Arab Health, united by business, forging ahead.